0: Just go to Indeed.com slash blue wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Hello, hello, and welcome to the True Faith Transfer Show. I'm your host, Adam Widrington. I am once again joined on this sweltering day by the ever-radiant
2: Emil Franchi. Hello, Emil. Hi. I'm, I'm melting here. I'm covered, <laughs> covered in rumours, ITK names, and and just you know sweating my botman off basically. Ooh, nice! I like the
1: idea that you've sort of created some sort of weird paper mash of yourself with newspaper cuttings of of all the rumours and all the uh, the articles of possible Newcastle targets, and you got any, just creating uh, a. Any... Red thread that I can use, please. i am all out. <laughs> joining this abstract transfer show is um a returning guest, Harry De Cosimo, who's a journalist, Newcastle fan, and an all-round lovely guy. And we're love, we're very, very grateful to have you back on, Harry. Thank you for joining us once more. Um nice. Cheers, we Harry will be giving us the journalists' uh, view of things. And and Harry, before we kind of get into the headlines. This week was dubbed a huge week um, with regards to the progression of the proposed Eketike and Botman deals. Do you think big deals such as um, Erling Haaland that we've seen in the last week, uh, Darwin Nunez we've seen in the last week, do you think that will create some sort of domino effect? Do you think this will make, lead to more movement in the market now that those some big players are starting to move?
3: Possibly. I mean, that, that does tend to happen. Um, so I think that that's... A fair assessment, but at the same time, I think I, I, I do sort of like I've seen it this week. This week, because everyone said it's a, it's a big week, what's happened is people are starting to question why there isn't loads of movement. And you've got to remember, I know it, it, it's different to sort of January where it opens and closes on a certain date, and and everyone knows when it opens and closes. Whereas people don't really know when the summer, summer window opens. I think as soon as the season's finished, um, people are just desperate to know for, for de- desperate for news, but. It opens on the it opened on the 10th of on the 10th of june so it's only been open a matter of days and that you know i know it, it's been like a month or near nearly a month since the end of the season so we're, so everyone's really anticipating loads of news and loads of things but i think you know the, it doesn't really kick in till till Jack, till july really so i think um while well it's a ch- there's a chance that those two deals going through is 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 Assign things to come generally, and and I think that's 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 fair. I, I you know I, I find it hard to sort of really get too wound up that there isn't more detail on what's happening with Botman or what's happening with Ekatika or what's happening with uh, with anybody really because it, it's it's only just begun. I, I think it's 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 difficult not to get wound up about it because you see clubs like Villa. So Aston Villa are going to be a club, Newcastle are going to be in with next season, and they've already made two signings, but. That, you know they hadn't officially signed them until last week, despite the fact that they that they'd announced them and effectively they had signed them earlier. It's just that it's very it's just quite a murky thing. And so I think to be honest, I, I think we could see it, but I, I, it, it wouldn't really. It, I wouldn't stress if we didn't. No, absolutely, that makes total sense, and and and, and
1: maybe a, a signal for us all just to maybe sit tight. Let things play out. I mean, obviously, um, with shows such as this, <laughs> we are we are stoking, we are provoking our listeners um, to find out as much about all this transfer gossip as possible. I appreciate that maybe we're part of the problem with this, but we're having fun doing it anyway. And yes, hopefully we will see a bit of movement. Obviously, we've had the international break as well, which will, which will affect things, which will affect the availability of being able to have just actual conversations with football players when they're away with international squads, that's always going to be tricky as well. But our first headline is uh, about the French wonder kid, Hugo Akitike. There remains a lot of optimism um, since, um, well, the last few days there's been sort of reported um, progressing talks with the agent and, there is sort of renewed confidence, I, th- I believe, in the Newcastle United camp that a deal uh, might be able to get done. Um, also, the injury that he sustained on international duty doesn't seem to be as bad as thought. Um, and they're hoping to get a deal completed this week. Chronicle reporting an initial fee of $26.5 million. Emil, how confident are you that this saga is going to reach a satisfying conclusion this week?
2: This week, well, Harry's kind of pinned my balloon there, and uh, it's not going to happen, is it? No, I, I, um, this out, out of the two ongoing transfers, Ekutiki seems to be the one that is in the most advanced stages, if if you like. Um, there's talk from once again that the, the, the president of, of Ream, um sounds like a, a Disney villain, doesn't he? That we keep encountering, uh, saying Ekutiki shall not go to Newcastle. Uh, to play the ball i guess um but you know he um you know talks continuing i think that what the president has said is that the advisors are now the ones that are going to to move this on so uh good old friend fabramano he's uh, he's saying that talks will be ongoing uh this week uh if if, if he's talking about it more than butman then then you kind of feel that you know wheels are in motion that that deal's apparently been in place for quite some time we've heard a few reports about that this uh, 26 million figure um so hard to call really isn't it i think i think really when this phase of the nations league is over um that that's when we'll kind of see things and kind of what harry was saying there it's still very early july's when the movement is probably going to be happening for all clubs big six included and uh and yeah hope hopefully EkitK will happen it would be it would be nice because we are reaching that point that we reached in January where it went for about two weeks, and weirdly enough, EkitK was one of those names that was flying around so um I just I just have to urge people not to stress at this point it's, it's gonna things things are gonna happen one way or another, might not be him. Might be the next guy, but either way, people are going to arrive. That's the one saving grace of this window, and I, I think that the best thing is that at least you know we're not we're not waiting for Charlie Austin to make his mind up or something like that.
1: It's uh, we've come a long way, haven't we? We really have. <laughs> Hard Harry times we... in the good, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Harry, should we be concerned by possible uh, late interest from Borussia Dortmund, who are? Um, known uh, for bringing on and nurturing and developing star young talent. Um, Should we be concerned by that at all, given that this deal is still not done and far from uh, getting, uh, you know, signatures uh, on the contract?
3: I I know that Dortmund like a because when they were sort of preparing to sell, or sort of, you know, this Haaland deal has been, that's the other thing is the Haaland deal has been like, you know, Telegraph for literally months and even years, really. So, to, to compare going back to the first question, to compare that to the other deals, it's not so, sort of apples and oranges, really. And uh, Dortmund do like Ekatike, but he's one of a few on the list. They've already got uh Karim Adiemis there as well. Um, so I think Newcastle are the, are the front runners. I don't think PSG's interest was ever really serious. I think anyone who's good in France is going to be linked with PSG. <laughs> a bit like Juve in and a bit yeah. like Bayern in, in Germany. If they're, if they're doing anything, then the name will be linked and they'll probably be, you know, but it, it, I don't see that either. Um, I I wouldn't worry about anything the president says, I think, as well, because you've just got to remember um Jean-Michel Olas in, in January with Leon, the day before Bruno signs, he comes out and says, we haven't agreed a deal. And everyone, do you remember, everyone was in meltdown. It was... It's. I know. It, I know. It's difficult not to sort of fall into the same traps. But really, it it is that sort of like it's all. It's all. I, I said to you before, like the other the other week. It's all sort of smoke and mirrors. It's all lots of people saying lots of things because it. It's just a sort of pantomime. You know what we were saying about the facts and the emails and all, all that sort of thing and how a bid's made. Not. It, it is. It's all. A lot of it is just. I nearly swore there. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um, a lot of it is just rubbish because because you've got you've got so you've got you're waiting for something to happen in a time when nothing else is happening and you've got to fill the air. So I think um, and you know, Reem will want to put the price up or make it as difficult as possible because he's one of the best young players in Europe as 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 everyone seems to think as well. Um so I think I, I wouldn't worry about anybody else. I think Newcastle have been there. I think I think Ike Tiki himself has said it just wasn't the right time in January but he was interested in Newcastle you know so I think there's clearly everything's just in place it's just a matter of waiting um and, and and being patient for that for that for that uh for that breakthrough I think if you if you ask me which which player do I think will arrive first out of the two of them or out of anybody mentioned I think Akatiki will be the first one but I I but I wouldn't expect him to be Holding the black and white shirt by next week, because uh, because I, I don't think that's very common, very far unless uh, unless there are a player that's literally uh, like Haaland who has been or or Darwin Nunez, who 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 when he you know Liverpool started that deal in April when when they played Benfica in the Champions League, just like they did with with Luis Diaz, that's what they've done. So it's not a case you know, and and you can say that Ekatike you know that deal that deal was from January, but um you know it. Newcastle also have this other thing that, that other clubs don't have, which is the Newcastle tax, which is a real thing. We've seen it with Botman, where players, are, you know, teams are going to go to to Newcastle and say that they want an extortionate amount of money because because on paper Newcastle have a, a, an extortionate amount of money to spend, and they've got to be wary of that. So I think there's just a lot of a lot of things going on that you've just got to you've just got to let it play out.
1: A lot of jostling, a lot exactly. of uh, yeah. yeah, posturing, positioning.
2: So Playing a big um, so you, game of Ekitike attacker, guys. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, well, it was uh, it was Craig Hope uh, today who came out with uh, an update on Ekitike. Who's saying the issue is with the club? Um, uh, sorry, the the Ekitike deal is agreed with Reem, but but agent is holding out amid that Dortmund interest. But we'll. Uh, but yes, um, we will take a short break now, uh, and after we come back, we will be discussing. Uh, Sven Botman and the latest on the Dutch centre-back. We're about to go into some adverts now, listeners. If you'd like to not have to listen to adverts, please join us on Patreon. Uh, you can join us for 6 60 a month with loads of extra podcasts every single month all through the summer. The whole True Faith team, loads of stuff on there. and We'd love you to join us. We'll see you after these messages.
0: That's indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
3: Sick of being upsold at gyms?
1: Welcome back to the True Faith Transfer Show. Uh, we've just been talking about the transfer prospects of Ugo Ekitike, and now Sven Botman. Again, there seems to be, well, there's just a load of silly buggers with this one, isn't there? There's uh, back and forward, flirtatious eyes towards Milan, Italian media saying that he's definitely, definitely picked the Italian champions, whereas I'm sure it's never quite as straightforward as that, I mean, you know, until we hear from, from the lad himself, verbatim, we don't exactly know what's going on behind the scenes. We know that there are reports this week that um, Lille are attempting to move the goalposts, as as Harry alluded to just before, uh, from a £30 million agreed fee to now, what, a £36 million? Now, this feels like shades of Sevilla who are trying to not, you know, crank up the price of dear. Diego Carlos in January. Um, there just seems to be loads of uh mixed reports coming out about this. Um, again, I don't think that there is a a swift resolution to this one. I think there, there, there is a there is a lot. I don't know if Lille are trying to start a bidding war because maybe they suspect that the that the player might want to move to Milan more, but I don't again, I don't really know what we're what to what what to believe at the moment because there's such conflicting um conflicting information we're hearing about this um yeah emil how how are you viewing this do, do do you think do you think we're kind of right to stay firm? do you think this is all just posturing and they're just trying to see if they can eke out an extra few million from it's the Newcastle taxes Harry uh, suggested how do you see it emil?
2: just looking into out. I'm just going to keep going with these all, all day long <laughs> um it you know Lilla Lil getting on my nerves cuz they kind of did the same thing in um in January, didn't they? We're seeing shades of that, and this Newcastle tax is is really, really starting to annoy me. But that's exactly what it is. It's an actual thing, and we just have to get used to it. Um, I think it, it's good that the club can stand firm and and do these ultimatums. It's good that we've got that power. Uh, and and something that was mentioned at the the live events that um, True Faith hosted, uh, the guys were saying, you know, you know, by all accounts, Newcastle are. Uh, a good lot to do business with. They've said that we've been very professional, even though those reports came in early. That that we are, you know, unprofessional or, or out of our depth, as we've seen with the deals that came in and the the speediness to to get uh, Target done. And now that Dan Ashworth's around the table, there's going to be, you know, a bit of. Uh, Hard ball. I'm sure Dan Ashworth is 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 a seasoned pro in that department, uh, and and you know he's he's got he's got a history of going into Europe dealing with the French league. I'm not sure where Morpay came from, but being French, I think he came from France, didn't he? And um, either way, he's he's got a bit of experience doing that. Um, I mean, he favoured Newcastle at first. Now he favours Milan. Now he's you know, we, have you ever heard a footballer come out and say where he preferred to go? Until they actually say it themselves, it's it's really hard to say. And I, I mean, I don't know what Harry thinks about the reports going on about, you know, moving these goalposts. But I mean, I, I don't think Newcastle will walk away. But the good thing is that much like I said before, we, we've got options. So, I mean, Harry, I don't know. What, you, what what do you think about this goalpost moving with it all?
3: I think that that happens. Um with as, as I mentioned the, the the Newcastle tax and you know I saw a couple of people joking and saying that, that Leo are getting us back, getting Newcastle back for Kabai, you know, to ten years, eleven years ago. I don't think that's really what's happening here, but um, but I, I, you know I think that they they see an opportunity here because they they know that they're going to have to probably sell him, but they've got two clubs. They've got two clubs that that have very sort of different, you know we alluded to him when I was when I was last on you have got the Champions League and you've got the the league title with Milan but you've got the you know who who so on on paper that's where he'll want to, that might be where he wants to play and that's what I you know I did some digging around Maytime and that's what that's what I was sort of the the impression I got but so I came on thinking you know is it, there's likelihood is that he's going to go up to Milan now um because they because they in January, they weren't really a viable option because they were third in Serie. A. They they weren't guaranteed, you know, Champions League football and all this sort of thing. They've since won the title. They're a better proposition. But you know, Newcastle can afford to go bigger. So, so so I think what you said, Adam, is is, is kind of probably true that you know that, that it, he might favour Milan, but and there and therefore Newcastle have to work harder and Lille are making Newcastle work harder. Um, I. I don't think Newcastle will ever walk away from from a top target because that's just not you know they they, they will it's you know they, they might announce it, it might be might come clear you know they might move on to other players but they'll always keep the until the deal's done until he goes somewhere they'll always keep it open but the, the as as, as Emil says there's the, the chances are that they've got that they'll move on to find another 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 player um to to go and explore and and I think that I think that that that'll, I think this one will Rumble on a lot longer because Lille are doing this. You know, they're, they're doing this to Newcastle because they, because they can't do it to Milan because they, Milan are sort of maxed out as it is. But the fact that Milan are at the table still, despite being maxed out, says to me that Botman kind of fancies Milan. And that's, you know, and, and if the, there's got to become a point where Newcastle, you know, with Lille playing their games that they are and Botman, you know, if he does fancy. Milan, the Newcastle have got to go. Well, if the player's not that keen, you know, he might, you might still fancy it. But if he, if he, if he, you know, if if in any way he prefers Milan, um, and Lille are doing this, then they've got to, you know, you've, you've got to go and find somebody else. And I think that, you know, I, I just think there's a lot more to, to to play with this one.
1: Yeah, and you and you raise a really good point there as well. I mean, maybe maybe Botman does prefer the talent champions and Champions League football, like a very prestigious club the elite European competition that there is absolutely logic there while he might want to go there. Maybe we in our position and our quite unique position have to just get used to the fact that maybe what we need to try and sign players who don't necessarily aren't we, we aren't necessarily their first choice. I know some people might be screaming at the podcast for, for me saying that, but we, it's, we, it's not a luxury that we have that we can maybe just like, Oh, well you, you don't really want to it you know, a lot of transfers end up like this. They could have, it's sliding doors moments for a lot of big transfers. They could have gone one place, they decided to come another. Once they're in the club, once they're at Newcastle United, the, the hows and the why, how they got there, they, it doesn't really matter. But the important thing is, is that in the end, they chose us and that they will be fully committed um, to the team, to the club, um, and show the fans what that's what, what, they're, what they're, that it's been worth the wait, you know. Um, you know, Emil, before we kind of move on, G does it bother you necessarily that we might not be first choice? Or is this just something that we, that we have to, that we just have to get used to at the moment?
2: Yeah. I mean, I don't take any offense really, even if players don't want to come to Newcastle right now. Um, It would be big headed of us to suggest that, You know, okay, Bruno Guimaraes did say that this is a project that he believes in. It's each to their own with a lot of these players. Some players, like Botman, have been playing in the Champions League last season. Uh, Another player who we'll be talking about shortly uh, has had time in the Champions League. It's obviously in the player's best interests to be playing at the top level for as long as possible. Newcastle is going to be uh, a slog. And, you know, I can't really remember the players who came to Manchester City initially, but... That was the start of a long journey until Man City eventually started to to make waves, uh, and it wasn't really until I guess Aguero hit the scene when they they really stated their case and got that first title, first qualification for Europe. I mean, they still haven't won the Champions League, uh, and we are probably looking at Europa League anyway at the end of next season at best. You know, if we're
1: lucky, at, yeah, yeah, if, if we're
2: lucky, so you can sell this dream to the players all you like, but if you honestly think Newcastle are going to get the Champions League next season, then we've got to wake up and be like, no, no, no. Whilst we've done brilliantly, whilst our form suggested otherwise at the start of this season, you know, you, you've got to take no accounts. Um, not that Eddie Howell will let them, but but players are rightfully going to take their foot off the gas from the emergency escape plan that we'd had, had at the last season. So players like the ones who've played out their skin, played better than they were. You might see a dip in form from Joe Linton with the summer break happening. Uh, Emil Kraft might not be the the same player that he was with that that unity, that feeling that Newcastle were building towards something. It's there's going to be major change at each time. So if we're not first choice, and Botman wants to go to Milan, who, as Harry says, have, have just won Serie A, they've they're, they're going to have Champions Leagues next year, and uh, they're going to have you know a real platform to build on already then uh, certainly moving from Lille where he's been in the Champions League is is a is an option that any player would be mad to turn down so I'll still boo him if he comes here <laughs> if he comes as an away player because that's just how it works but um, yeah, bring on the Botman
1: Bring on the Botman Now some other headlines, uh, some goalkeeping related headlines um, former target uh, Dean Henderson uh, is supposedly Moving a step closer to joining Nottingham Forest. Uh, this is from Jacob Steinberg from the Guardian, who's also suggesting that Newcastle could be hijacking a West Ham move for Alphonse Areola, um, which who, who was obviously uh, who's played in the Premier League before. Um, so that is a, an interesting one. And then also news tonight that uh, that again, again Newcastle clearly trolling West Ham that they are looking. Um, at uh, the Moroccan centre-back Aguard, who this could be uh, maybe to, as part of the whole Botman game, maybe as a way that they're looking at other targets. Maybe it's a way that Aguard's agent is trying to just use Newcastle's name to drum up some interest as well. Uh, This seems to have come out of... um, Kind of nowhere really tonight, but we'll again we'll we'll see how that plays out. But um it, it, is it quite really funny have that, the same
2: ring to it, does it, Adam, with the Agued <laughs> Agued! <Agwera. laughs> yeah. It's not not
1: quite, not quite. Um, but hopefully, hope. I mean, I just think it's funny that we're we're maybe trying to like disrupt West Ham's summer transfer plans. I just think that's quite funny that we're in a position to even pretend to do that, if that's what we're doing. Um, so yes. We'll see how that one plays out. The other goalkeeper that we've been linked to as well uh, this week is is Bernd Leno, who, again, we were linked to in January. Again, Metro and Chronicle suggesting that we're taking another look at him, but there seems to be quite strong links between him and Fulham. So, again, we will see how that plays out. Um, Lucas Paqueta is another man who seems to be on this show every single week uh, another running saga or not uh, Roberto he's Carlos he's our guest
2: next week by the way he's, oh, let's, he's hope so. yeah. let's hope so let's
1: hope so let's hope so we'll absolutely grill him um, just <laughs> we'll do a live stream it'll be great yeah um, <laughs> yeah so uh, Roberto Carlos uh, f- fresh from uh, Soccer Raid has come out and said that Newcastle would be an ideal next step for the Leon playmaker but Harry there's been a few reports uh, this week that there is indeed a 15% sell on fee that Milan would be entitled to should Paquetta move. And there's a big conspiracy theory uh, online suggesting that we're not going to touch Paquetta until we know what's happening with Botman because we don't want to line, we don't want to further line the pockets of a currently cash strapped Milan. Uh, what, what are your views on that? Do you, do you think there's anything in that or do you not believe it?
3: I, I, I won't say I did it because of what Emil said last time I was on the show. I did a little bit of digging about the whole Paquetta thing and I sort of was given the impression that Newcastle aren't actually that interested because I think there is that sort of thing along the lines of, you know, I think he's on the he's noted as a good player. I think Luke uh, Edwards said something similar to this the other day that he's just not that high on the radar. Um, same with the goalkeeper thing. I came on, when I was on last time, I said, with Dean Henderson, I said, I don't think a goalkeeper is going to, you know, these things, if it's going to happen, it'll happen later in the window. I don't look at any of these goalkeeper links and think anything serious of seriously of them. I don't really think Piquetta is somebody that Newcastle are going to be bidding for anytime soon. Um, I think they're focused on the positions that they that they have actually made moves for, and um, just to sort of, you know, uh, we 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 mentioned about Man City and what they were doing early on. Their first sign was Wayne Bridge, who I think is kind of at the time you could argue, was kind of like very sort of like on par with Matt Target, where he's a sort of solid Absolutely. Premier League left-back. Yeah. And I think that that, you know, they went on and signed players like Gareth Barry a bit later, but that was six months down the line when they were established. And Newcastle I completely are... forgot
2: he played for Man City, by the way. I completely forgot. It's like the go-to player for, for Chelsea and Man City in their takeovers. Are we going to see Wayne Bridge at Newcastle? <laughs> <laughs> um... Get him in. <laughs>
3: But 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 that's but that's sort of like you know where when where you know all of this talk of you know I mean I remember Man City. Do you remember Man City going literally going to Milan and trying to coax Kakar out of, a, out of a, <laughs> into a into a hotel and trying you know he he just wouldn't budge and then he ended up you know and 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 then they you know it was like that that whole sort of like you know I think Newcastle are going to have to go up through that sort of that sort of whether it happens like you know whether Newcastle do anything silly like that. Or just are reported to be doing lots of silly things like that. I think that's what's going to happen with Newcastle, um, because it's just because that's just you know, it's just the sort of the way that that these things work. And Chelsea were very similar. You mentioned about you know disrupting people. Chelsea have literally they bought Willian because he was having a medical at Spurs, and they thought, oh, well, we can just buy him to disrupt Spurs. So they bought him to disrupt Spurs, and then that's it, it does happen. So. You know, and and that's when you that, that those are clubs that have had previously had a lot of money to spend, and and sort of they you know you can have. I joked with a friend of mine. I said, you know, I, I I would do that. I would I would I would go and have these serious targets, and then just make like a bid for like Declan Rice, just to sort of like you know, disturb West West Ham, and like you know <laughs> something like that. I don't know. Just, just I said it was a joke, but you know, you see, you know what I mean? Like it's a, it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a ridiculous thing that that does that has happened in the past. Um. So no, I don't think Puketta is on the list. Um, really, I, I think. I, I think. Yeah, basically, I, I think. I think. Yeah, I, I think. I think. Having you know, I, I won't give Emil the credit for for being the reason why I did that. I did that check, <laughs> but I did do a check, and <laughs> kind of the sort of impression I got was effectively, yeah, they they sort of know that he's a good player, but like, it's not. It's not a something that I would expect. I think, you know, centre back. Um, and a striker and a, a wide striker and a, you know, I, I've been told that Eka uh, isn't the only striker that Newcastle are after this summer, but that, you know, the, but these things are going to happen as we've mentioned July. That's where the real heat of the battle is because you want them in by the time the season starts, mm. but you, it, it's just too early to start talking to to, to, to big clubs about big players.
1: Absolutely. And, and another player who is uh... But another player who's going to take his time over his next move is um, another playmaker that's been linked with Newcastle, Christian Eriksen. Man United have apparently offered a deal to the Danish playmaker. Uh, Newcastle and Spurs remain interested. He said himself that he won't be rushed on a decision. And while Champions football is nice, it isn't essential. But I can't help but feel that's just talking up a move to Manchester United rather than Spurs and maybe when he wants that conference league for this. Yes. get him in the conference
2: yeah. league He doesn't, who wants the Champions League when he's seen what Jose Mourinho can do in one season <laughs> of the Europa Conference League get in the big one it's a nice trophy as well
1: but anyway a, a, a defender who has been linked this week um, is a Turkish international uh, Meri Demiral who's spent uh, the last season on loan at uh, Atalanta from Juventus um, and he he played 28 games uh, for Atlanta so he was uh he was featured quite regularly um Ekrem Kanur on Twitter has been has suggested that Atlanta will not be triggering the option to buy for the on loan defender obviously there was not op- there was there was an option to buy in there um he will be going back to Juventus um for the time being uh Newcastle and Inter are credited uh, with the interest Harry do you see this as a, a potential backup target should the Botman thing fall through. Is this just contingency in, in your eyes?
3: I, I haven't heard that's not a name I've heard, but um I think that's what we're, we were we were saying before is you've got to have different names on the list and and you know um they've clearly got a sort of a certain type of centre half in, in mind. So I think that it would be it would be a good move. Um but I again I, I can't offer any any insight into whether it'll happen because I think the, the the name i've heard i think they're still focused on botman i haven't heard of any names i could i could offer as a, a as an alternative um i think it'll i think that newcastle won't be rushed into anything i know that fans are de- i keep coming back to it no fans are desperate for news i know fans are desperate for for movement and they're sort of and you see it they're starting to get a bit panicky and as i mentioned other clubs like like villa for example doing you know having more business done um you know like 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 it like it matters like it, it becomes a big thing that that that, that people worry you know that, that genuinely gets people worried but i think they're going to give botman a bit more time because they're going to try and talk talk see what leal that leal is if they if it again the bottom deal if it comes down to i do worry because of, with bottom because of the because of the situation as i say Milan are maxed out here they can't go any high they've they, you know they can't match newcastle for the wages or or um, of or, or transfer fees, and yet they're still at the table. That 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 kind of worries me a little bit. But at the same time, you know, I've, it was reported that they've that they've sort of they'll have to that they're looking at moving on as well. So there's got to be some movement, and I think Newcastle will wait till the last minute to see what that movement is, and then they'll make their moves for for, for alternative alternative targets. I wouldn't really think about another centre half until that. Until that movement happens, because it will only be a matter of weeks. Because Botman is going to leave Lille this 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 summer, I think. So I just think that again, you know, not to not to rain on the parade, but I, I just think that they got to that, that Botman is the is the is the is the only the only name worth giving any credence to at the moment.
1: No, that's fair enough, and it's good. It's it's kind of good to hear that as well. We you know we it's trying to separate the wheat from the chaff of all these transfer rumours, and again so many different agendas out there so many parties that, that would benefit from stoking up this rumor and that rumor so yeah as again as a as a journalist you you have to wade through quite a lot of uh <laughs> quite a lot of sort of mud to kind of get to clear water and and kind of understanding exactly what is um sort of a genuine interest in a player rather than um just gamesmanship I guess and brinksmanship and and, and all of that but I, do you know what from my perspective from a fan's perspective the 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 kinds of names that we've we've already talked about tonight that we've been linked with in January and this summer so far I'm really excited by the quality and and the you know Demiral is is is, is still a developing player but he's he's still got a lot of experience you know he has got a league title and a domestic cup title uh with with Juventus um he's a very good player um 35 uh, caps for turkey as well it's it's encouraging that that even if you know these top targets don't come through that that there's you know that, that 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 we're still getting we're still getting talked about we're still getting linked to players of this caliber um it's exciting it really is it's kind of part of it um and another another exciting signing um that we've been looking at is and linked to is Luka Sucic, who is a Croatian uh, midfielder um, at RB Salzburg, whose scouting network is always um, impressive. Um, He could be available for about 20 million euros, as per Jack Talbot of this podcast. Um, Our interest in the 19-year-old dates back to last year. He got eight goals and three assists in 28 Austrian Bundesliga matches last season. Um, he's quite a tall guy, got a cultured left foot, but Emil, you've, uh, you've taken a a brief look at him. Um, what kind of player might we be getting here?
2: I really like the look of him. Uh, again, I've fallen down the, uh, the trap of a YouTube highlights reel, but, um, normally when you're looking at a 19 year old player, who's, who's doing quite a lot of, uh, making a lot of noise anyway in, in that league, um, you're onto a winner. Uh, Croatian, isn't he? So it, it was confusing because I thought he was Austrian. He's playing in the Austrian Bundesliga and uh, he's he's doing really well. He's played in the Champions League. I thought he looked a little bit Shelby-esque, and by that I mean long balls, vision that that Hollywood passing mentality. But he's got quite a big like a strong foot on him um, as you say uh, his technique's pretty good again really hard to judge players on those YouTube highlights when it is the Austrian Bundesliga you know much like we said about the, the French league the other week sometimes those teams don't exactly do these players uh, enough justice and um, but i think that the thing is if anyone's getting scared at the thought of another shelvy that there is a bit of more defensive work there a lot of uh, you know the entire uh, thing that i watched it had a section which was defensive work and there were some good challenges in there there, there was quite a, it was almost like a, a mixture of every central midfielder newcastle currently have but a bit younger. So you've got like Bruno's willingness to, to get into the box and, and win the ball. Uh, Joe willick when he was banging the main, you know, being in the box at the right time. So if it missed one player, he was there. I know Bruno did a lot of that when he was playing anyway, much like the, uh, the last minute winner against Leicester. Uh, and um, yeah, the, the the Shelby vision and, and maybe some of the Joe Linton strength strength, uh, he's only going to get better as he gets older. And yeah, um, yeah, I mean, it would be great to get these these young players in that Newcastle seem to be targeting.
1: Absolutely, and he's, he's six foot one. He's already got three caps for the Croatian national side, and that is no mean feat given the talent that has uh, come from that country. Um, Harry, we seem to have targeted quite a quite a, like you know a, a younger demographic this window. Do you think this is the owners demonstrating a more medium term strategy? I know sort of in contrast to January, there was a lot more short-term quick fixes because of the circumstances we Mm. found ourselves in. Um, But it seems that a lot of players we're going for now have plenty of development left in them um, and hopefully a lot of development and nurturing for for Eddie Howe himself to be able to shape. Do you think this is a... The the targets, do they tell you much about the short and medium-term strategy of the owners?
3: Yeah, I guess so, because you know there is a lot of a lot of youth in there, and a lot of you know raw talent. But the, that was always the case under under Mike Ashley, and and that was the thing. That was like, you know, it's it, it's it it's his his reign became some became heavily criticised because it was that sort of the, the lack of contingency or lack of you know ref, or a refusal to step away from the sort of like they have to be young, they have to be this, that you know, and the, the the team became sort of. Too inexperienced, or you know, the, they just didn't value age at all. So it's it's not about you know uh, it's not a big it's not a big worry for me or, or concern or anything really that's out of the ordinary because because most clubs do it. You know, most clubs who Newcastle will be focused on uh, you know competing with next season, uh, Leicester being a primary example. They they sort of do that you know by buy young by cheaper maybe sell you know with the idea of maybe selling higher it's it's the same principle that mike ashley had i don't think newcastle will be just focused on the selling i think they'll be more fo- uh, as focused on building as as Lester are but the, the 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 basic principle is just the sort of execution of that strategy that that that, that is that as well you'll separate the two the two regimes and i think that uh Su- 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 Su is a good player and somebody who um is is keen to 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 paraphrase, take the next step, and I think he likes the idea of a Premier League move. So I think this is a this is a move that could happen, but I think I think generally to answer your question about about the age, I think it's just the way most clubs are, and it's the way Newcastle should, it's what Newcastle should have been. It's, it's Newcastle what should Newcastle should have been under Mike Ashley. It's a club that are, are looking at a demographic, but not for the sake of it, not to try and make profit. They're looking at it to try and build something. And you know that's that without and if a player who comes available who's 27, 28 is is around and at a decent price, as we saw with Ling or, or available a, a a deal that, that is worth doing, as we saw with Lingard, I know that was as you mentioned that was January, but and and we've seen with 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 Ericsson as well, it, it's not that it's that idea that that it's it's I don't think the age is the is the crucial thing. I think naturally you'll want more players of a younger demographic to build. But that's the key thing, is that it's not done for the sake of it like it was under Ashley.
1: Absolutely. Very, very different agendas. And um yeah, there was there was no there was no hint of building it uh, under Ashley. It was, as you said, get them in, how quickly can we flip them for a profit? And then mm. that I'll pocket the difference and <laughs> here's five million, go out and just get yourself a nice loan player to wear. Uh, but you wonder with with you know the the talent of uh Lukasuchic coming in, you know, that could again that, that this could stunt Sean Longstaff's development potentially because they kind of maybe operate in a similar kind of space. But I think all of our players have to keep be on their toes from, from, from now because nobody's safe really because of the investment that's going in, because of the ambition that we've got, and the places that we want to go. I think, uh, yes, I think. Certainly, it'll make all of our players work just that little bit harder this summer, I think, in order to try and win a place in Eddie Howe's first team. Well, I think we'll end it there, listeners. Thanks so much for sticking with us on True Phase. This has been the Transfer Show. If you want to catch up with our weekly Transfer Show, please join us on Patreon for 660 a month. Loads and loads of extra content as well, up to 30 every single month, all the way through the summer. Stick with True Faith. We've got loads coming at you. Thank you very much to Emil once again and to our guest this week, Harry Cosmo. Thanks, mate, for joining us Thank again. This has been The Transfer Show. I've been Adam Woodrington. Thanks for joining us. bye bye
0: Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you.